Hello everyone, this is Anthony Stockwell from Hadlow College and welcome to our latest podcast. This podcast is uh, to give you guidance on the trainee statement. We're going to go through that in a lot of detail and um, briefly at the end we're going to go through a bit of guidance on the knowledge exam uh, as well. So first of all, a little bit of an introduction to this podcast. Uh, Essentially what are we going to do? Uh, We're going to go through the trainee statement. This, the trainee statement is a reflection upon your journey as an apprentice. It's a celebration of how fantastic you are and, and what you need to do in your trainee statement is really sell yourself, really go to town on giving examples and basically just saying how fantastic you are as a greenkeeper and as a person. Uh, it's worth 20% of the final grade um, and you do this before you do anything else in terms of the examination. So you do this before your knowledge exam, you do it before your practical. The examiner on the day of the practical will go through your training statement, will be asking you for your references, uh, be asking to see additional information, but it needs to be submitted uh, before the exam can be booked. How do you go about accessing the templates? Well, they're all on the memory stick. If you if you take your memory stick, put it into your laptop or computer, there is a whole section there dedicated to the trainee statement. Um, there are also guides on there. There's also a guide for your managers to complete the employer supporting statement. And on there, there's also a lot of background about the task and why you need to do it. On there, importantly, we've also put past examples that previous students have done. All those previous students have um, agreed that they're more than happy for their statements to be shared. Use them, have a good read through, because I think often reading through an example can trigger you into um, producing your own and, and writing your own, essentially. Getting ideas from them can be really important. The next thing I'm just going to cover is the timings of the trainee statement you need to really be thinking about this throughout your whole course Um, from the very start of your course you need to be collecting the reference materials as well I'm going to talk a little bit about those in a a little bit but um, the main suggestion is that you work through your GTC portfolio get that completed within a year I think that'd be good timing um, then after you've completed the GTC portfolio, you really want to be putting pen to paper on your trainee statement. I'd encourage you to do it before then anyway, um, but throughout the whole course, you want to be jotting down ideas, getting your reference points. So we're going to go a bit uh, further on and talk about those reference points because they're really important. And essentially, they are examples of evidence. And these are to back up the claims that you have made in your trainee statement. Examples of of those evidence can be, uh, there can be anything that you've created at work. So they could be uh, projects, they could be photographs, they could be videos that you've completed at work. Uh, it could be your internal golf clubs uh, record keeping um, of your your training. Uh, could be appraisals, um, could be minutes from meetings. One of the best forms of evidence is actually certificates, things that you've actually done. So it could be um, certificates from training courses, first aid, fire, safety courses, those sort of things. 
can also reference your GTC portfolio, your GTC manual. The more piece of evidence that you can reference, the better. And you want to come up with a wide range of different examples. Now, one of the real, really important things, I think, within trainee statements is that it needs to be written from your perspective. So within your trainee statement, you need to say, I have done this. I have done that. I have completed this course. I have done this on my golf club. It's certainly not from a perspective of um, of what general policies you have at your golf club. So you can't say, at our golf club, we do this or we do that. I don't want to see the word we written in your statement. It needs to be written from a perspective of me or a perspective of I. So I have done this and I have done that. Many students have actually dropped marks from, not from Hadlow College, but from other other colleges. They've dropped marks because they haven't written about themselves. They've written about what they do or what they plural do at their golf club. So don't fall into that trap. The training statement is broken down into the seven behaviours, seven different sections. The word count for each uh, behaviour is 250 words. You really need to be aiming or writing between, I'd say, 230 to 260 words. I wouldn't go anything over 260, um, but you do need to be writing a, a decent amount and be very close to that word count as you can possibly be. Um, as I say, it's broken down to each section and you need to write about each behaviour and map each behaviour within each section. Um, may sound like quite a lot of words to at first 250 but it, it really isn't and I think it's usually a case that students struggle to uh, fit it in within 250 words than try and get 250 words so what um, once you get going um, that will seem a bit clearer okay the first behavior is have a strong work ethic pride in work attention to detail, integrity, and time management. Uh, the word integrity, uh, often students don't quite understand what that means. That is um, honesty or your ability to work and uh, do your best when nobody else is watching. So essentially it's your honesty to work. Uh, the second behaviour is have a flexible and positive attitude to work. The third behaviour is your ability to work alone and as a team member. It's important to the, to notice there's two different sections there, lone working and as a member of a team. The fourth uh, behaviour is a willingness to learn and contribute to your own continuing professional development. The fifth behaviour is having a safety mindset for self-colleagues and golfers. The sixth behaviour is a clear and effective communicator who can use a variety of communication methods to give and receive information accurately in a timely and positive manner. The last, uh, sorry, the seventh behaviour is problem solving and effective decision making. And the eighth behaviour is actually IT skills. Uh, the statement needs to be uh, typed um, on a Word document. It cannot be uh, written uh, by hand. It needs to be typed. And if you don't type it, it actually goes down as a fail. 
what I'm now going to do is I'm going to go through each behaviour and just give you some top tips, um, give you some ideas and what to think about to what to put in each section. So in section one, have a strong work ethic, pride in work, attention to detail, integrity and time management. Um, just a few ideas. I think it's really important to to get across that you're really passionate, you're really keen about your job. Um, for attention to detail, a good opportunity to include photos, videos, perhaps of projects that you've done. Um, for the photos and videos, you need to have them uh, accessible to the examiner fairly quickly on the day because they don't want to be waiting around for these. So my suggestion is create a bank of photographs, have these, uh, put them on your memory stick. Um, if you can keep them on your phone, that's absolutely no problem. But I'll create a folder for for photographs on your phone. Create a place where you have all your photos from work. The examiner doesn't want to be scrolling through and seeing other photographs from, uh, I don't know, your weekends or your private life in there. So create a different folder for photographs. In terms of time management, it'd be really good to have some evidence of timesheets from work, evidence from overtime that's been worked, so that may be something else you need to source. In terms of honesty, this is probably the most difficult behaviour to cover, but I think just a general statement that perhaps you can always complete your work honestly, you're always um, doing it to the best of your ability. Um, so I think that's a good phrase to use. Um, I'd include the word honest within your uh, work, in your statement. Um, perhaps you always have an honest approach to your, to your work. Um, another good opportunity to reference your GTC training manual. You could mention that you complete that in time and you've um, taken great pride in answering every question to the best of your ability. Um, so there's a few things there that um, just give you some hints. I mean, ha again, have a look at the examples on your memory stick. Um, we're always continually updating those examples. So um, if you want more examples, let us know. We can send you across some, some more up-to-date ones, some better ones as well. Uh, section two is have a flexible and positive attitude to work. Uh, I think this is another good opportunity to talk about flexibility with your hours, perhaps arriving early, perhaps staying later during those peak periods, those tournaments, those uh, renovation or project work. Um, I think this um, staff appraisal may be a very good opportunity here to reference that, especially positivity um, within that. Um, I think other general statements... Uh, you may want to put in there that you're very motivated, you're friendly, you're approachable, always willing to listen to others. And um, that sort of camaraderie between work colleagues is always good. Uh, for each section, I'll try and give you some key words to include in your uh, statement. And I think one of the key words here is commitment. I think it'd be great if you could use that word. You may want to say that you're highly committed, you're flexible, and then back it up with um, evidence, training manual references, um, time record sheets, those sort of things to, to, sh to demonstrate your commitment. Um, Going to go on to the third section, your ability to work alone and as a team member. Um, 
I'd recommend linking this to the Greenkeeper's Code of Ethics. So you could say that you've completed that within Unit 001. Because um, that, within that unit, there's a lot to do with loan working, independence, the etiquette of a Greenkeeper. Um, I think some other keywords that you may want to use for your ability to work alone. Uh, the word independent, the word proactive, the word initiative... So um, if it was me, I'd be saying something like I've shown a uh, real initiative to complete a certain project or to complete my, my daily tasks and that you're doing them from start to finish all on your own. So the very start of the work, you, you're setting up the machinery, you're doing your pre-start checks, you're completing the work out on the golf course and then coming back, reporting to your manager and and you're doing it highly competently and you're doing it to the best of your ability in terms of teamwork and working as a team uh, think about renovation projects that you've done think about um, any turfing or, or any projects you've done out in the golf course again this is a good opportunity to reference photographs to reference videos uh, think about team meetings as well do you participate in those do you give your own ideas um and another thing here, I mean, are are you actually supervising any new members of staff? Are you training any uh, perhaps weekend casual staff or any staff that are uh, junior to yourself? So have a think about that. Are you passing on any new skills? Are you actually, um, in terms of the team, um, being able to teach other people? As an apprentice, it's normally the other way around, that you are the one being taught, you're the one being shown things. But uh, there may be an opportunity that you aren't the, the newest member of the team at your work. So have a think about that as well. The fourth section of the trainee statement is a willingness to learn and contribute to your own professional development. Um, first of all, just going to go through some keywords that I think would be really good to use. The first of those keywords is passion. I think it's a really good word to use. Um, another word or another phrase, independent research. I think that would be a good phrase to, to drop in to include for your own professional development. Um, while you're doing this section, I have a think about workplace training that you've undertaken. Uh, I'm sure you've all received workplace training Um so I think that'd be really good to include. What about your college training as well? Have you participated in any additional training from the college? Um, have you gained any certificates whilst at work, such as fire safety, first aid certificates, risk assessment certificates, any MPTC or any Lantra um, short course training certificates? They can always be used. Um, what about... Uh, industry events like local bigger events we're always putting events on during um during the winter during the college for our, the kent bigger section um have a think about other events as well such as uh, btme harrogate or saltex uh, there's also loads of other industry events going on through bigger in the southeast as well so have a think about those and um you could also include visits to other golf courses but again, you need to be backing these up with 
your certificates you need to be backing these up with photographs from maybe the session or a reflection upon what you learnt at that section at the session that you went to um, in terms of independent research this is always a good opportunity to um, include work or learning that you've completed as part of your GTC manual this could include your online research or reading books or reading extracts, articles from magazines as well. I think referencing the, the bigger memberships also a good one here because uh, as part of your course you will get bigger memberships. a good opportunity to say that you've read um, certain articles and I'd reference those articles. I've read um, an article on top dressing. This was found on page 53 of the bigger magazine. And you may then want to say you've discussed the top, top dressing with your golf course manager and implemented a change at your golf course. Or had a discussion about why you use certain top dressing materials at your work. What they're looking for is that, um, that sort of key detail in your uh, professional development, which would be really good. And it's also the impact that that, training the learning you've done has had on your performance so it's always good to say that it it was a good experience and you benefited from doing the training and lastly another good opportunity to reference any visits to any other golf courses uh, interactions with any golf course managers that um, other than your own golf course manager as they're they're all people that you can learn from okay we're going to go on to the fifth behavior the fifth section this is having a safety mindset for yourself colleagues and golfers it's really important that you mention yourself colleagues and golfers within this um, good opportunity here to reference the pre-start checks that you complete at your work if you've got any pre-start check sheets that completed good opportunity to put them down a uh, good opportunity to reference unit 002, the health and safety unit as well. Um, if you have, in, if you've done or mentioned first aid certificates, manual handling certificates, risk assessment certificates in other sections, repeat them within section five. Each section is independently marked. So section four is marked differently for section five. Um, it, they're not looked at holistically. You need to repeat yourself, therefore, within each different section because you, you will get more marks that way. Um, so definitely repeat what you've written. Um, a few other good ideas here to, to include. Um, I'd mention legislation and how you comply by that legislation. So mention things like PPE, COSH, Health and Safety at Work Act, Riddle. Mention these bits of legislation. Mention that you always wear a seatbelt on um, machinery with a rollover protection structure. Mention these key details. Again, there's some really good examples of health and safety uh, completed by previous students. Uh, a lot of the examples they've given you also do at your workplace. Please don't copy them, but use them as an idea. Use them as a reference point to, to write your own statements. One of the key things to put in this section as well is that you're actively promoting health and safety and ideas of changes that you've tried to make. What 
what input have you had into health and safety at your golf course? So have a think about that as well. These changes don't have to be huge wholesale changes that affect everyone. Sometimes small changes can be just as safe or provide just as much impact as uh, other changes as well. So have a think about um, that positive influence you've had on the safety at work. The next section, uh, section six, this is a clear and effective communicator who can use a variety of communication methods to give and receive information accurately and in a timely and positive way. Now, the most important thing here is that you produce a range of examples. Um, you need to back them up with the references. It's really important to do that. I'm going to go through a range of different examples that could be used and not not an exhaustive list. Uh, first of all, think about electronic means of communication, um, things like emails. Now, if you reference that you've made, you've written emails, part of the uh, your statement, back it up, put on the right-hand side an email that you sent to your college tutor or an email that you sent to your golf course manager. Make sure you back that up. Uh, could also use phone communication, um, electronic, we mentioned that. But, uh, things like WhatsApp groups as well, they're often quite good to uh, to use and to reference and to um, send photographs across. But you need to show the examiner these this on the day of the endpoint assessment. Um, have a think about blogs as well. If any of you have got um, social media accounts that you're proud about, you want to share uh, Instagram photographs of, of things that you've done at work perhaps or twitter feeds um that, that's a really good way of communication so you if used positively if, you, if you've got a personal account that is used for personal reasons don't reference that only put down um things that are professional and clear that demonstrate the profession to a, a good standard uh think about face-to-face -face communication as well it's always very important. I think the real key word that I'd be using here, though, wouldn't necessarily be speaking, but listening. I think listening is very, very important. Maintaining eye contact again. So I think as a general statement, I'd be saying in my statement, I listen very clearly to my golf course manager when given instructions. I'm always communicating through non-verbal means. I am... Um, I am encouraging good eye contact and positive body language. A lot can be said about uh, body language as well, maintaining that positivity, especially around golfers, around your customers. Um, I think other things, think about hand signals at work. Uh, we've all done it, sort of move back or stop uh, by putting your hand up to stop someone. Those hand signals are vital for communication. Another form of communication that's not verbal, have a think about signage at work, uh, roping off areas, placing areas as ground under repair, maybe putting up signs around the golf course, uh, protecting areas, or I've seen uh, some golf courses are saying, watch out, we've got a bee's nest here, or um, an area that's of particular interest, or, or something. So have a think about those sort of areas that you are providing signage on the golf course to inform uh, the golfers. So it's really important here, as mentioned, to provide a range of examples and to clearly reference them. I'm just going to lastly on this section give a few keywords, a few um, phrases that I think are very good to use. Firstly, I think one is clear. 
um, timely and accurate. Another couple of phrases I think would be good. Um, enthusiasm, passion and pride. There's a few phrases there that I try and drop in as they they sort of bode well. They, they give a good... Um, they give a really good reflection upon your skills and your communication. Okay, we'll move on to the last section, uh, section seven, problem solving and effective decision making. It's really important here to include unique examples of problems that you've solved uh, and made decisions on at work. Uh, Try and uh, think of things that you've done that are perhaps unique at work. Um, Going to give you some kind of general ideas. I mean, a lot of students cover pest problems, perhaps badger damage, worm damage, um, also diseases out on the golf course that you may have identified and and pointed out to your your manager. Uh, Again, weeds as well, they can be a problem that you've uh, identified and shown those decisions of what you could do or what you could do to get rid of it. Uh, Another problem that could be identified would be a mower. Um, breaking down or a mechanical problem could be something to do with the height of cut the quality of cut those sort of things another typical one that occurs is maybe like um, an irrigation problem an irrigation leak again you need to give something real life a real life example of the of what you've done Uh, other examples of perhaps unique weather Uh, what have you done after a storm or what have you done after flooding how's that impacted your golf course and what problems did you solve and decisions did you make another one maybe frost damage or anything strange or unusual that's occurred on your golf course um, so it's really important here to to come up with your own examples um, you want to back them up though with references with photographs with perhaps things that you can link into an appraisal so it's, it's really important here to back them up um, Also, I'd reference your GTC manual because in unit 003, and I think in your um, 004, there are questions that require problem solving. Um, Have a look for those. Make sure you identify those as being uh, questions that you've answered that include that problem solving. Okay, so we've been through all seven um, sections of the trainee statement. It's really important to to tr- to spend time on your trainee statement. Um, it is worth twenty percent of your overall grade, and you do get a lot of time to focus on it. Um, just going to re- recap a few things. So it must be completed on a computer. Must be authentic. Must be accurate. Must be honest. Uh, but you really do need to sell yourself. You need to mention all those different examples and things that are really important. It needs to be written from the perspective of I. Uh, so I have done this and I've done this. It it should not be written at all from the perspective of we. Uh, you really need to include as many reference points to back up your examples as possible. Uh, templates can be found on the uh, memory stick and so can examples as well. And you must hand it in before you do your endpoint assessment. We can't book the endpoint assessments until it's handed in. I'm just going to go on to talk a little bit about the supporting statements. So your golf course manager and the college write a statement to support your statement. 
Uh, it's really important that you share your statement with your manager um, because they need to validate, they need to verify the claims you've made as well. And it's really important that their statement is really good. Uh, we want them to say honest but also truthful and positive things about you. I can talk to your golf course managers, give them guidance. I've got examples that they can use to help them write their own statements. Um, it's really important, though, that you talk to them about your statement. It's really important that you get across to them how important it is because they can actually limit your grade, which we really don't want to happen. It's really um, vital that they play a significant role in terms of your statement. So... Do talk to them, do mention it to them. Um, I, I also send out guidance to them as well. Um, but it's really important that their statement is, is really good. The statement from your manager also needs to be completed before we can uh, submit you and uh, book your end exam. So the timing of their statement is critical. Um, a, co a common question that is typically asked is how do I submit my statement? What do I do once I've written it? Well, once you've written it, email it to your tutor. Um, quite often what happens is we may send it back to you and suggest a couple of ideas, hints that you can improve it upon. You can send it back to us. We can then have another look through. We we may send it back to you again and say, look, this section here, just, just tweak a few words here and there. I think it's also really important that you get someone else, maybe a family member to or a friend, your golf course manager to proofread your um, statement as well. You want the, the English, that you want it to be written very clearly. You want the English to be to a high standard. Make sure there's no spelling mistakes, punctuation, grammar. Uh, it needs to be really to a high standard. So I'd really encourage you to get someone else to proofread it for you and to help you with your statement. So overall, it is a, a reflection upon you. It is um, something you could provide to a future employer as well. So it's something you really want to be proud about. If anyone has any questions, queries or anything they want to talk about, uh, please get in touch with myself or the college and we'll be more than happy to answer any queries you have about the trainee statement. Okay, I, that, that's all that we're going to provide on the trainee statement. I'm now going to provide a little bit of information uh, about the, mo the, the real knowledge test um, and give you hints, tips and ideas on how you can improve, how, things you can think of here uh, that will help you towards your endpoint assessment. So the examination is a computer-based exam. Uh, it needs to be sat at Hadlow College. Um, it's a combination of short answer questions where you need to write about a paragraph for each one and a combination of multiple choice questions. Uh, usually it's split half and half, so half the questions are multiple choice and half of them are short answers. There's roughly about 39 or 40 questions within the exam. Uh, the exam duration is two hours. Uh, most students complete it comfortably within the two hours but my recommendation my advice is make sure that you use all of that time you're given uh, to get a pass you need to get 60 percent uh, to get a merit on the the knowledge exam uh, you need to get 70 percent and to get a distinction you need to get 80 percent generally speaking the more revision you put in the higher grade you're going to get 
the questions within the exam are very, very similar to the questions in the GTC manual. It's really important that you read through that, use that as your revision tool. Uh, we've also got um, example papers on Moodle and we've also got example papers on your memory stick. That's really important that you have a go at all of those before we submit you for your exam. We will give you periodically give you exam papers to focus on. Um, and again, they're really important that you, you gain an understanding, you gain um, sort of an appreciation of what's going to be asked and when. A couple of tips I'll give you um, for the exam paper, it's question, uh, the, the exam questions itself. First and foremost, I would read the questions really, really carefully. Read them twice. You've got the time to read them twice. I'd even read them three times. Maybe um, just be careful of like the keywords um, within that question. Make sure you're answering it directly. There's no trick questions in the exam. Uh, be aware of the marking. Um, the, the marks are clearly presented for each question. Uh, they're, they're usually one, two, three or four. There aren't any um, questions that are more than four marks. Um, the multiple choice questions are normally just worth one mark and the short answer questions are worth two, three or four. So the the short answer questions are worth more marks and they carry more weight to them. There's a good range of questions within the within the whole paper. There'll be questions on everything you've covered in the GTC manual. Uh, there'll often be health and safety questions. Um, one question that always comes up is uh, related to legislation. Uh, it's really important to know the acronyms, make sure you know what they all understand as well. Another piece of advice I would suggest is um, quite often the questions will say um, state four reasons for doing top dressing or state four benefits of top dressing state three reasons why we should control weeds they will ask for a number so it will say state two or state three my suggestion is is you will first and foremost you're only going to get the full amount of marks if you state the number of points it's given but my suggestion is if it says if it asks for three write down four or write down five write down as many points as you can because you're more likely to get the marks it's positively marked so that means if you if you write down uh, a point that's wrong, you won't be a, a mark won't be taken away. So put down as many points as you can. Uh, often I, I'd suggest as well writing in bullet points to make your points clear. Um, I wouldn't be writing a long waffly paragraph. Be concise. Be straight to the point. Attack the questions. Uh, be brave. If you're unsure, just put it. Put your thoughts and ideas down anyway, um, as you're more likely to gain the marks and you're more likely to get a higher mark for, for putting stuff down. If you're unsure, have a guess. Um, a, a guess is better than putting nothing down at all. My last piece of advice for the, the knowledge exams is uh, practice, practice, practice. Use all the uh, example papers, use all of them, get to know them really well. Um, and just just relax when it comes to the exam. Um, it's very strict examination conditions, so you're not allowed your mobile phone, you're not allowed any notes in the exam room, um, no talking, obviously. Um, be relaxed. Um, take um, a mock under exam conditions as well. 
um because that will really benefit you and get you used to those sort of that pressure and that exam condition uh but lastly relax um and good luck to you it's a good opportunity to show off your knowledge okay those are all the hints and tips i'm going to give you but thank you very much for listening um if you're unsure of anything please do get in touch and be more than happy to send you papers uh to send you uh it will give you any help and support with your trainee statement or your managers as well but thank you very much for listening and look forward to uh you taking part in more podcasts thank you very much